0: Welcome to all the things podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, all the things business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things, and I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach, and somebody to hold your hand, Through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com and click schedule virtual coffee chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. My name is Regina Lawrence, your host, and today's guest is such a special human being. She is truly the definition of a powerhouse woman, and I am so thankful that the universe has brought us together and that she has become a friend, and I really look up to Lindsay in such an amazing way in business. Lindsay Schwartz is the founder of the powerhouse women community. And Lindsay is truly a powerhouse woman. She has this beautiful ability to see the greatness in women and to call it out and to really inspire and educate women to step into their power, to take their big ideas and to run with them. She like I Am is such a proponent of community and connection and is such a beautiful mentor. Her community is online at powerhouse underscore women. And on this episode, we talk all about how she built this community from an idea and from a book and grew a community. Her Powerhouse Women event is this upcoming weekend. And for anybody who's not in Arizona or who is in Arizona... The event is going to be virtual and tickets are still available. You can go to www.powerhousewomenevent.com. And like Lindsay and I talk about on this episode, you literally have no excuses not to go to this incredible event. The tickets are so affordable. They're still available. And the event is such a beautiful place to connect and to meet other women. And Lindsay has done some really special things this year. This is not going to be a typical Zoom room event, everyone. She's really put a lot of love and thought and effort between herself and her team. So I know it's going to be epic and I cannot wait for it and I cannot wait to see all of you there. So with that, please enjoy this episode with Lindsay Schwartz and I will put all of the information about the event. And her social media handles in the show notes. Enjoy, guys. So, so something I like, love that you do actively is you're really good at being like, there's this thing that there is a need for this thing. I want to fill it. How do I do it? Have you always been like this and like have been such a doer?
1: I feel like I've always been a doer. I'm like laughing because if you asked Elliot that, he'd probably be like, yeah, she like never effing stops. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think there's a difference between that and we, we probably can both like relate to seeing people who are like always on to the next new thing. Yeah. I would say like I'm a doer in that when I see a challenge or I see, you know, a situation, I can always, I, I can pretty quickly go to like, okay, what do we do about it? And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas, but that's not for me to do. And then there's sometimes where like the energy around it is undeniable. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that thing. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I love coaching other business owners. Cause I, I feel like it's that creative outlet. Like, well, if this was my business, here's what I would do X, Y, and Z. But then it, cause I can't do all the things. So I feel like I get to have like this little part, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like, I've always been, um, just insatiably driven for progress. And I feel like that's at the heart of it is like this drive to be a better version of myself, to make the world better. Um, And now to get to like use business as the outlet for that has been pretty cool. But yeah, I pretty much just like never stop. (laughs) Have you
0: always had that drive to be a better version of yourself?
1: Always. Literally. Yeah. Like my, I, I remember even like growing up, my, my parents are like amazing, incredibly supportive, but like the joke always was like, neither one of them were very good in school. And I just like, they never made me do my homework or pressured me to get good grades. I just like, I, I always wanted to be, and it wasn't the best. Like I wanted to be better than other people. I just always wanted to find my best. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, I just like as early as I can remember, just always wanted to like push myself to do, to do better in certain areas. Not like, I remember trying different sports and I would like quit the moment that I found out I wasn't good at something. Like if I wasn't immediately good at a sport, I would like <laughs> give up, but in certain areas like academics or like other ways of challenging myself, I feel like I've always just kind of had that innate drive.
0: Yeah, to, to be better. I feel like I've always been like that too. Like what Mm -hmm. can I, not necessarily jumping from thing to thing, but like, how do I wake up and be a better person and do this a little bit better?
1: Yeah. How did that,
0: this, this personality trait, this like deep desire to be better, um, how was this personality trait a catalyst for creating your powerhouse women community?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like, and honestly, I don't even know that you and I ever had like this exact conversation of like the birth of it.
0: We haven't. Excited to. Um,
1: I I can so distinctly remember. So my business journey into entrepreneurship started where a lot of people's does in network marketing, and I love network marketing. Um, and definitely fed that desire for more, like for growth. I loved like finding a community of people that were like positive and really working on personal development, I was like, who are these people and how fast can I drink this Kool-Aid? Right. It was like just the environment around it. But then what started to happen is, you know, we had like, we pretty, not quickly, but over about three, four years, like we, you know, had achieved success in the company, like got recognition, all these awards and inside there was like this little part of me that just knew I I can't say I had my finger on the, like to be able to say exactly what was wrong. I just felt really restless. Now looking back, I know, and I can see that I was living like this 70% version of my life. Mm -hmm. So like on the outside, I could, I knew that I could operate at 70% and it could look like other people's hundred percent. And, and I don't say that to be boastful. I just think, and I think we all know like our true potential or what we're capable of. And I could stay comfortable and still get the outward recognition. I could make, you know, decent money. I could get all of the like accolades or validation that I thought I wanted. But at the end of the day, you keep living that life and you're not actually growing as a person. I think it does start to eat away at you, especially if you are wired, like we were just saying, like wanting that progress. And time after time, like I would have these other ideas. I remember I, start, I bought all the equipment to start a podcast, never did. I started this cute little blog and legit for three years... I had this blog. No one ever knew about it. And I published one article per year (laughs) because I was like petrified to put something out there that someone might judge or do something different. And and no one on the surface would have known because I had like everything going for me. But then it came to this point where a woman approached me about writing a book. Now, remember, I had this blog. I wrote one article per year. So I thought she was legit crazy and it wasn't like she was saying, Lindsay, you're this amazing writer. We're going to pay you money to write a book. No, she was saying you should pay me thousands of dollars and join this writing program for aspiring authors. And, and I just remember it must've been like one of those days. And I bet you've had them too. Like sometimes you just get so sick of your own bullshit. Like your higher self intervenes. And it was like in this conversation with her, I'll never forget. She said, you know, if you, you know, a book could be a really great tool to establish yourself as like an expert in health and fitness. Cause I was, you know, part of this health and fitness company. And that was really what I was known for. I did fitness competitions. Like people kind of knew me for health and fitness, but I knew deep down that that wasn't really. I didn't really want to keep talking about health and fitness. I wanted to talk more about like personal development and growth and business. And so I just found myself in this conversation. I don't know if I blacked out or what. I don't think I was drinking, but you know, it's like, <laughs> no, it was one of those moments where you look back and you're like, what came over me? Because yeah. she said, you know, um, this would be a great tool to establish yourself as an expert. And I said, yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much. I'm not going to write a book. I'm not a writer, mm-hmm. right? And then I said, but if if I did, it, I would totally want to talk about something different. And what I told her was, you know, from building a network marketing business and having a lot of conversations with people that centered around like their big goals and dreams. I heard so many women, especially, and I worked with both men and women, but women specifically, where we would get into this conversation about like what they really wanted in life and what their dreams were. And they would say something to the effect of like, wow, it's so cool. You've started your own business. I wish I could do that. Or I've always had this big idea. But then in the next breath, they would say all the reasons why they weren't ready. They didn't know enough. They were scared. They felt like a total imposter. They weren't the one. And every time it had I sat back, and I mean, I know you can relate to this, I'd be like, wait, didn't anyone tell you that is what it feels like to build a business? Like that's it, you're describing it, my everyday life. Yeah. But there was this misconception that like certain people had it figured out. And if you felt scared at all, then you weren't ready for doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this to her on the phone and And, um, I said, I just think we need to be more honest about like this journey of entrepreneurship and what it looks like. And she had this like dramatic pause. And then she goes, well, Lindsay, if you don't write that book, who's going to,
0: Mm. and I would love
1: to tell you right in that moment, I was like, Angel started singing and here I like just realized I was supposed to be this author. But literally the first thing that came out of my mouth was all the reasons why I wasn't ready, why I wasn't a writer. I literally heard myself and then I stopped and I go, I'm doing, I'm doing the thing that I just said, I want to help other people overcome. So I just, I remember being like, here's my money. And the program starts in two days. And for the first time ever, it was when I, I wrote the book, which ended up being called powerhouse woman. It was the first time I cried my way through a whole year of finding my way past that 70% of what I knew I was capable of. And it literally changed my life. Like I got to, instead of like knowing in like knowing personal development and being able to like give you the very personally developed answer I was like living it I was actually getting uncomfortable actually doing things that I didn't know I had any business doing Mm -hmm. and it completely changed everything for me
0: during that year when you are crying and you are resisting and you are writing what was the motivation and the why was it external was it the woman you were writing for mm. like the internal woman you were writing for or was it both
1: yeah i think so it depended on the day the two things i would say that kept me going number 1 was thinking about who it was actually for it helped that i was kind of writing i was almost writing the message that i also needed to hear and i remember there were there were parts of the book that were like straight up channeled like i kid you not i'm like i would write a page i'd be like who wrote that like that is that was for me just as much as it was for like the reader and i remember in writing like the very beginning of the book this this part came through that was about how these big ideas we get really aren't about us they're 100% about who we're going to serve so when we're caught up in all that other mess We're just focusing in the wrong place because it's not about me or how comfortable I feel. It's about like who this could could serve. But then here's the other thing is... And maybe some of you listening have this closet full of dreams that you've abandoned as well. It's like my grand I was like say it's like my grandma's closet that you go to her house with like your new boyfriend and she's got a Christmas gift for him too because she's got this closet of secrets <laughs> that she just buys crap when it's on sale at the department store. She like goes into her closet and she has everything in there. But it's like that closet except it's full of all these ideas that I said I was going to do and never took action on or never finished. So I lit, I literally did. I just kept thinking like, okay, I already know what it feels like to have a big idea that I didn't, didn't complete, didn't actually make come to life. So what if like, okay, maybe this will be the worst book anyone's ever read. Maybe I'll get ridiculed, okay, so what? Like, I already know what the other pathway looks like. I already know what it looks like. And somehow, I think, again, when you get to that point where you're just over yourself, when you give yourself that choice, like, do you want to just keep living the same life you've been living? Or do you want to see, like, maybe there's something really cool on the other side here. So I would still have, like, boogers coming out of my nose and, like, ugly crying. like, And I would just pick myself up. And it literally was just enough to get me to finish that chapter or that paragraph and just keep going to see what would happen.
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. It's so, whenever you say like feeling so over yourself, that I feel that feeling so deep inside of myself because I've felt that so many times where I'm like I'm talking to a friend and I'm like I'm I'm why are you listening like I'm tired ty- I'm tired of hearing myself but I'm trapped in this body like oh it's the worst someone
1: come get this girl oh hold on wait
0: oh wait it's me and I'm stuck with me like what am I doing it's the worst yeah it's beautiful though that like the I think the desire when we really get clear on who we want to serve and how we want to serve them, that is the thing that can be such a catalyst to push us through those really fucking hard moments. Right. Mm -hmm. Like thinking outside of ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And what was funny, and this is where, you know, I, I totally believe in a higher power. If I didn't, I really don't know where I would be, but without fail, and this was especially during this actual like writing program. It doesn't exist in this form anymore, but it was like this 16-week six, webinar. And you had to show up every week with a thousand words that you'd written. So about two and a half double-spaced type pages. I just happen to know exactly how much, how much it is because <laughs> it was excruciating to like even write that much, but you'd have to read it out loud. And I don't know if anyone else can relate like back in middle school or high school and they'd make you like exchange papers with someone else. I hated it. A lot of times I'd make an excuse or go to the bathroom. So I didn't ever have to have, it was like this perfectionist thing in me. I didn't want, I didn't want feedback. I didn't want criticism. And there were, there were three distinct times or probably more, but I remember these three distinct times more than anything else where I showed up to the call and this is sometimes what happens, right? Like my higher self intervened and got me like into this program. But then there's the part of you that wants no part of your own growth, like wants nothing to do with it. And you'll logically work up a reason for why. And, and it would be either like, wow, you know, I'm really taking the focus off my other business. This is just like a little pet project. I probably should put it to the side. Go. So logically, it sounded like I wasn't ever saying, oh, I quit. No, I would have like this really cute very personally developed like it's just not a good time for me, right? <laughs> and I would show up to the call cuz at least I I I had committed that I was at least going to show up and, you know, put my big girl pants on and let them know eloquently why I wasn't going to continue. And so I'd show up to the call, I'd do like read my excerpt and I remember being so pissed because I was like dead set on not finishing. And someone would say like, Lindsay, I needed to hear that today. Like, thank you so much. And I remember you think you'd be so happy. I was pissed. I was like so pissed because I'm like, damn it. Like, and now I know I need to keep going. But that's, I like, I want to be so real about what it felt like. Like it was not sunshine and rainbows. And it, because you're lit- like, I was literally killing off the part of me that was so used to being comfortable and that yeah. ego death is no joke.
0: It is no joke. When I wanted to launch this podcast, I thought about it for a year. I sat on it. And I, like you, my conscious mind is very good at self-talk and very good at being like, it's not the right time. Mm -hmm. We don't have the energy to put into it right now. (laughs) It doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel aligned right now. It's not the right time. And then during quarantine, it was at the beginning of quarantine-ish, I heard you and Tracy on a podcast. And I don't even remember what the two of you were talking about. And I was like, what is wrong with me? My (laughs) friends all have podcasts. My friends are on podcasts together. Like I, it was like hearing the two of you together and hearing Mm -hmm. you guys talk about your journeys. I was like, you're fucking starting your podcast. And I did it that weekend, Saturday night. I made a cocktail. I sat down. I had a mic for a year. And so I sat down and did it. So I get that. I made up the excuses. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I was like, just get over yourself and just do it. Mm -hmm. But it was painful.
1: Yeah. It's and that's the that's the real story. Again, I feel like so many more people, men and women, like need to hear that cuz you might be sitting here listening to this and feeling like we are literally peering into your soul right now cuz yeah. you have that thing that you keep saying you're going to do or maybe you haven't even said it out loud like I think we get these opportunities, you know, we are gifted with ideas. Like your your ideas and what you've created are totally different than mine, even if they're they're serving similar audiences. Like I sat for so long thinking, yeah, but all these other people have podcasts or all these all these other people have books. Like why do people need mine? And the truth is you, you'll never know until you put it out there, but there is, you wouldn't be, feel called to do that thing. If there wasn't someone right now in the world who literally will not be able to hear the message from anyone else, but you Absolutely. Like They need you.
0: Absolutely. And I also think like when we get those divine pings to do something, there is a timestamp on it. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that like when we get downloads of information, another person could get the download of similar information. That's why there's times we get ideas and then we don't act on it. And then all of a sudden we're like, fucking Cheryl built the business that I wanted exactly or created the Mm -hmm. product, right? We, when I really feel like when ideas are like floating in the ethers, we, Mm -hmm. if you have to grab it and pull it down and run with it, because if not, Cheryl's going to start that business before you.
1: Have you read the book, Big Magic?
0: I have read parts of it, but I haven't read the whole thing. So
1: she literally, so Elizabeth Gilbert, I read it years ago. I actually think it was when I was um, writing my book that I, around that time I read it. But she literally tells this story and she puts it like so, so similarly to how you said it about, she had this story inside her that was something about like, uh, this is years ago now that I read it. So it was like something about an Amazon rainforest. It was like just such a specific story. And then she never ended up finishing it. And even when she went back to try and pick it up like a year later, it just like the story was kind of gone. Right. Yeah. yeah, uh But anyway, do you remember this part? And then she talks about how like someone wrote the freaking like Amazon rainforest, like slightly different, but how she... She was so glad, like you could look at that two ways, like F and Cheryl, or you could be like, thank goodness. Like that needed to be created. That thing was, that story was demanding to be told or that business was demanding to be created. And, and I think that's the thing to remember too. There's like no shortage of ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, like there were plenty that I passed over or even like same story with the podcast had the equipment for a year. Well, I eventually came back around and I started the podcast and, and probably yeah. the one I was meant to start, but Absolutely. you know, it's, we, we do only get a certain amount of like gestation time with an idea before like yeah. either someone else is going to pick it up or it'll just kind of like lose its, lose its grip on you and kind of, I think, move on to someone else who's willing to do it.
0: Totally. And I think something else that you said that I wanted to highlight is, you know, we can be doing similar things to other people. And the fact that we are who we are is what makes it so unique. Like our experience, our life, our journey, our voice, the way we look, the body we're in in this lifetime, like that's what makes it unique. So you can look at, you know, the online space and see a bajillion people doing what you're doing. But that doesn't mean that if you're feeling the call to do that thing, you, should, you shouldn't do it. Right,
1: yeah, mhm, yep, um, I mean, most of what I do, I have a, at least a moment, especially like the really big ideas, I'll have at least a moment and usually a longer moment, like called a yeah. month or something, where I'm. <laughs> I'm just looking around and there's those there's those times where you have to be really vigilant of your own thoughts because your mind will take that and run with it, yeah. especially if what you're doing is going to force you to grow in the process right before you hit publish on that blog or upload your first podcast or launch your course. You're going to, I don't know if everyone does, but I'm really susceptible to this because there's there was like a lot of that I had to work through where... Yeah my mind will pick up on everyone else who's more awesome than me, yeah. but you know, your audience it isn't necessarily even looking at those people. They're, they're waiting for someone who's a step or two ahead of them to just show them the way. And yeah. so it's been a, like a long process of learning how to manage those thoughts when they come up. Cause they still do. And here I am like years into my business, but every time I go to create the next thing, I at least have a day where I'm like, why am I doing this? There's way more qualified people. Mm -hmm. And then I launch it and then it's amazing and it changes lives, right? It's like, you just have to get past that point and get yourself to just do it.
0: I feel like the ideas that I have the most resist, that I know are the thing I should be doing, but I feel the most resistance about it are the ones that are, they change my life and they have a beautiful impact.
1: But I have to get over
0: the ego and I have to get over myself to then allow that
1: to happen. Mm-hmm. word.
0: After you, after you wrote the book, what was the next step or the next thing that happened in the creation of the business?
1: Yeah. So I wrote the book powerhouse woman and number one, I legit like didn't want people to read it. I remember like my <laughs> biggest fear wasn't that it would be a, like a massive flop and no one would buy it. I was like kind of okay with that scenario, but, um, you know, I just looking back, it's like, it was so divinely guided. Like my, my publisher said, you know, that I should do like a book launch event. And I was like, well, I have like five friends. So like, that's not going to be very exciting. But I said, I I remember part of it was just this deep insecurity around shining too bright. If I'm being totally honest, I didn't want to do an event all about me. It already felt like a lot to just say like, Hey, I wrote a book. I had this very weird relationship with, um, you know, shining, right? Stepping into my light, whatever you want to call it, um, that I've really had to do a lot of work around. So part of it was driven by that, that I was like, well, I don't really want to do an event all about me. That doesn't sound like fun, but this book is really about, um, shining the light on women who are doing incredible things, but are also willing to be incredibly real that you, we might see their success on social media, but yeah, they ugly cried last week. Like we're all going through it. It's not like you ever grow out of being uncomfortable. And so I said, it'd be kind of cool to do like a little event and, and um, you know, get to showcase some of these women, like really make it about women and, and share these stories live. And that was the first Powerhouse Women event. I mean, I remember thinking initially I would have it like in my living room. I was thinking so, so small. And, um, you know, eventually it, that first year we ended up having a hundred people. Um, I did not know all those hundred people, right? It was like, it totally blew my mind, but I feel like... W- how it unfolded was like just little seed of an idea. And then it kind of just kept getting a little bigger. And then I was in a spin class one day. Mm -hmm. You'll love this story. And You know, like I have way more girl crushes than guy crushes. I like, you know, I have a girl crush on you. I have a girl crush on like so many powerful women around me. And this spin instructor was just this goddess who like who wears their hair down in a spin class anyway. And then she would like whip her hair around. And I was like, you're so cool. Like how it's not even fair that you're this cool. So naturally, like the total weirdo I am, I um, added her as a Facebook and Instagram friend and stalked her after class. Like, that's what, that's what normal people do, that's right? Do. Yeah, of course. come to find out, she's a wedding planner by day, spin instructor like by night. And so I remember reaching out to her, and I didn't even know what I was even asking. I'd never planned an event. I was like, "Hey, I'm like thinking of like having this thing. Maybe you could help bless her soul." She was like okay. Like, can you tell me more information or what's it called? Or, and I just remember sitting in her office, like pulling this out of my butt. Like, I don't even know what this vision is, but you know, she ended up like helping us in a huge way, plan the first and second powerhouse women event, you know, and like, it was never supposed to be an annual thing. It was never supposed to be bigger, but I think this is the the point in all of this is you don't get to know, you don't get to know where it's all going to lead. And truly had someone at that point in the, in the journey showed me a vision of what my life looks like, even just now, which is like three years later, not that long, not that much time. Had someone showed me the vision of now, it would have freaked me out so much. I never would have gotten started. I would have been like, I can't do that. That's too big. But now I'm cool, right? Because I've grown into it. So I just had to keep leading, like keep following that next little thing, that next little thing that felt exciting or kind of scary. Like I kind of wanted to puke, but kind of fun. And that's how this has now grown into, you know, like what it is today. Um, But again, like the book was never meant to happen. The event was never meant to happen or become a thing. But... (laughs) when you step into like the next little thing that you feel that excitement energy around, I think that's when we're gifted, which with just like the next teeny tiny little part of where we're supposed to like follow the path next.
0: Yeah, I'm such a believer in that, like we're shown each little step and that's the step that we can handle in this moment. Because like you said, if you saw, like imagine what the vision is for your life five years from now. Like it might, it might make you poop your pants, you know? Totally. (laughs) So I think that that's so true.
1: I, um, I'm kind of allergic to that question now of like, well, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? And I, I do think like that we, we should dream as big as possible, but I also know that anything I see for myself right now is filtered through the person that I am right now. So I'm totally good with not knowing, not having a freaking clue in, in like the most expansive possibility filled way, being just so open to where this journey leads or how big powerhouse women is meant to become. Um, because if I tried to control it based on the person I am right now, I might unintentionally create a plan or a goal that I will actually achieve, but it's far smaller than what it was supposed to be. So I think it, I don't know how you like handle that, but I think it's it's this interesting balance between like, yes, setting a goal for as far out as I can envision right now, but then trusting that like the rest is going to be revealed when I'm ready.
0: That's how I am too. Because also like, think about your life. Like our lives started in a very different way and we never imagined that our lives would be where they are in this moment, right? Like life has changed so much that when people Mm -hmm. ask me the like question, like even three years from now, what will your business look like? What will you be doing? And I always say, I have no idea. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. that I want to be speaking and the things that I love and I've always loved are speaking, teaching, holding space and writing. That's what Mm -hmm. I love to do in this world. What that will look like in three to five years I don't know, but I'm really excited for what is to come.
1: Yeah. yeah. I know. And and that when I settled into that realization, it also just gave me so much permission to just be in the present and notice what things are what things I just feel like an attractive energy around. I can't even explain it, you know? Um and that it's turned out okay so far. <laughs> so
0: it's nice to be in a place where you can be like this next thing that feels really good that feels mm. like the next like good step you know
1: yeah.
0: yeah I totally get that so powerhouse women started unintentionally as a book launch event for a hundred women where is it at now <laughs>
1: <laughs> grown quite a bit oh, my <laughs> it has yeah you know and, and with it the human being a, aka me has grown like double. So I think that's always important to preface. Like I grew and then the business just naturally followed. So I don't even think we called it a business until 2018, our second annual event. So we, I guess, decided to make it a thing, right? So we had a Um, we had the event, the first event in 2017, and then people said, well, when's the next one? And, you know, just, again, there was like a magic around it. There was this energy around it and, and it just felt like a, yes, it felt like a full body yes to say like, yeah, let's do this again. So we kind of just made it like this annual conference that, that felt like it really, um, Allowed it to just stay special, right? It just it it was something where it was like this event that became a timestamp in your life, and you got to reflect back on how much you'd grown. So, the event doubled in size year over year. Last year we had three hundred and twenty five people. We were planning for seven hundred this year, and then COVID hit. But what's cool is again when you're when you're just playing with this energy of, okay. What's going to unfold next, and not holding too firmly to how you think the path is supposed to go, you're able to more easily, it wasn't like an automatic overnight thing, but let go of expectations. So we pivoted. we We created a virtual experience that's happening in September. And now, you know, the cool thing about that that i never I never even thought about this is, you know, I do believe that like this event in this community makes a huge impact. But little did I realize by, you know, having it in person physically in Arizona, even if you take a pandemic out of it, you know, it limits it to the people who are physically able to come and afford to be in the room. So if there was ever a time to do something different, you know, and, and and pivot and make something virtual and, and a low barrier to entry in terms of like the ticket price, um, we have like, this blows my mind. Like we have people attending from Ghana, Africa, South Africa, Dominican Republic, all over the UK. So like, I've never been to those places. Yeah. Right? Like and I'm like just the normalist person just sitting here in my little office in, you know, in Arizona and here we have like this we're making this global impact. Yeah. And so it's just crazy like what can happen when you like are willing to surrender and go with the flow. So the event is, you know, it's it'll be our biggest ever cuz now it's, you know, international and open to so many more people being a part of it but you know it's grown into a multiple six figure business we have a podcast we have you know this this growing community that uh, like again i think if for people who know me personally like it's just it's the craziest thing like i'm not i'm not any different than any one of you listening i think that's the thing like yes we're all special i do believe that i'm not going to say i'm not special but i really just have leaned into what i feel I'm being led to do and have as best I can really tried to not get distracted by comparing myself or my my race running my own race to uh, what other people are doing and it's just magical what unfolds when you can do that mm-hmm. and who knows where it's going to be let's we'll have another recap in five years and we'll see we'll see where we're both at, at that t- at that point
0: How large <laughs> are you anticipating the virtual event for powerhouse to be this year
1: okay so um <laughs> this is not consistent with where our ticket sales are at in the moment, but I'm going to share this because I, I guess, think this is important, I right? I but I, I really think this is important because when I, so before we knew that everything this year was going to happen, I remember looking at the floor plan for the venue where we were going to have it and seeing that this space, the ballroom where we were going to have the event held a thousand people and okay. something about seeing that number literally jumped off the page and was like, that's important. And then, you know, your rational mind is like, well, that's weird because no, we're not going to grow that. F- it's not going to be a thousand people in person this year, like all the rationalizations. But for whatever reason, I couldn't deny, like I saw that number. And then I've been having this conversation with um, with people this year about like, I'm just kind of over realistic goals like do you ever have clients that you're coaching they're like well what's realistic like let me set a goal that's like realistic I'm like barf in my mouth so over it like I don't really want a goal unless it's going to force me to become a different person in the process so I am holding this vision for a thousand people that are going to be impacted. We have people like doing watch parties all over the world. So oh. the impact will be literally like so much bigger than we can even really measure. But for whatever reason, that number, that was a very long answer to your question, but it's kind of a cool story. Cause like, I can't, I, I remember so clearly seeing that number a thousand and just feeling like it was important for some reason. Yeah. So why the hell not, right?
0: Absolutely. And the thing is like, a thousand people virtually around the world is like beyond like that's like a small that's like a small goal right for freaking
1: phoenix that's small yeah that's a small goal so like a
0: thousand like i'm i'm holding that intention for you yeah i also just think about like just i love to like close my eyes when i think about when I see how many people listen to the podcast or look at something mm. and I'm like, imagine like them as dots all over and then imagine them connecting with more people and telling them and sharing the mission and sharing the message. And mm. you just see like the dots like doubling and tripling. So I'm imagining a thousand mm. dots around the world, like a thousand pink dots and then yeah. just multiplying and spreading.
1: Oh, okay. I love that. I'm totally standing in that it's vision with you.
0: so exciting. Yeah. Like when you're laying in bed at night and instead of counting sheep, because I'm sure you do that, <laughs> see the dots, like see the dots yeah. and see like them just like, even if one dot told one person, that's yeah. 2000 dots. And then in the tell it's just like an amazing like visual.
1: Mm, it's so true. It is. And that, and that's the biggest, Shift from all the way back to when I was talking about being that girl who played at 70% and really would only shoot for goals that I knew. I had this perfect laid out plan like, I'm totally going to crush this goal but what i missed and the reason why i stayed in that 70% zone is it none of those goals or targets that i set required me to grow. like if you can see your way toward the target that you're reaching for, you're shooting you're aiming too small because if it doesn't require you to grow and become a different person in the process then it's like what are we even doing here? and it's easy for me to say that now but like looking back at the first 33 years of my life that's exactly how I played the game. And it just really created this, this sense of resentment or just feeling so frustrated by my own lack of, of growth and progress. So it's way more fun. It's scary and it feels a little bit like sometimes you're gonna puke, but you know, when you set goals that you're like, I have no freaking idea how something is gonna happen, but who do I need to be? Who do I need to become in the process of that?
0: Absolutely. So before we started recording, we were chatting up a little bit about Powerhouse this year. And because it's virtual, it's gonna be different. What are some of the things and like some of the love that you're putting into this experience so that way people are having like such a powerful virtual experience?
1: Mm. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like I should change my home address to zoom.us like during this during this year, right? We're probably all on a lot of Zoom calls and you know, so I knew going into it that I wanted to do two things: number one, the powerhouse women event if you 've never been, um, even just like glancing at our social media, you can see like it just ha- it has an energy about it, like mm-hmm. there 's really no expense spared from the moment you reach the edge of the parking lot you can tell that this is a space where you're going to be encouraged to think really big and dream really big. And so, and all of that is very intentional. It's designed to to be that way. And it, it really has, it has a certain look and feel and presence that has been a cool challenge to then think about how do we translate that online? Yes. So um, the way I've been describing it is like, if a Talk show and a live event had a baby. That's basically what we're creating. So, you know, I, I wanted to create something that literally felt like you're sitting front row at your favorite live event. So, no offense to Zoom, it's not going to be on Zoom. It's, right. you know, li- this live stream experience, but we're also really intentional about creating opportunities to connect. And that's the part that'll look a little bit different, right? We won't be able to like turn to the person next to you and say, you know, share your what your reflection that we just did, but it really made me sit back and think like, okay, well, yes, we won't be gathering together as a large community, but this vision of women creating community right where they are started, started to manifest in my mind and, and thinking about you know, women sharing this experience with even just one other person in their life. doesn't even have to be another woman, right? It could be your spouse. It could be a friend, your mom, your sister. But so many women reach out to us and say like, gosh, just teach me how to create community. Mm -hmm. And what a gift that in a year where we can't physically create the community for you, we're not allowed, right? We're not allowed to put that many people in a room to really get to turn the spotlight back on our community and say okay now it's on you and we're going to support you we're going to like teach you how Um, we're going to set up a space online where maybe you can connect with some like-minded women, but this is really your chance to create community right where you are and have this powerful experience. We'll curate the powerful experience. You're not going to want to experience this alone. Um, So whether it's one friend or 10 or however many you're comfortable connecting with, whether you can connect in person or maybe you have like a little text thread going, um, this is really not meant to be experienced alone. Um, so that combined with just like the global impact, I think so many people still like you and I both live in Arizona. So many people think of powerhouse women as this Arizona based brand. And a lot of our audience is here. But I don't think people realize that they're just as connected to these women in Ghana, to these women like halfway across the world who are dreaming big just like they are. And I think that is going to be what people will really be left with is that this is so much bigger than any one of us and that you are connected. You're literally soul connected with women around the world who are showing up and getting into action around their big ideas. And when you think of it from that perspective... I think it, again, it helps us just get out of our own damn way because it's so much bigger than us. Like we literally need all of these different human beings, all of these different souls and their gifts to do this in order to make the world work better. Like there's really like, there's no shortage of opportunity, no shortage of a need for your unique voice. And I feel the sense that with this, you know, being able to see the global, ripple effect of one person who had a little idea like what is possible for yours
0: absolutely oh my gosh I got chills as you were just talking about that like mm. it's so true and I always think about women specifically like if women around the world could really tap into how connected and how powerful we are when we lift each other up when we are mm. in community I truly believe that the, the whole world could be changed with that connection and that community so collaboration.
1: Oh, I love that. It's so true. You know, and I, I've really also just been in this, uh, I don't know what, what I want to call it. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, there's, there's a lot of challenges going around, like women empowering women, women supporting women, which is all great. Like I'm all for it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Any excuse to like shine the spotlight on women I admire. And I also think like, my goal for our community, at least, and anything that I can be a part of is just to have that literally be the natural way we operate. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be this thing that we, you know, we promote because it's literally just how we live and breathe. And, and we understand that when we're given these big visions, we're not meant to be able to bring that vision to life on our own, you're given a really big vision because you're supposed to go in search of the people whose gifts and talents complement yours, because it's it's not supposed to be something you can bring to life by yourself as one person. Um, and when I started to think about it like that, my own like my own entity like that, gosh, it just took so much freaking pressure off of myself to to have to like be and do everything. Like I'm not so I'm literally not supposed to be good at everything. I'm just good at what I'm good at.
0: <laughs> so yeah. let's go
1: find the people who are good at other things that I'm terrible at.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that so much because I feel like especially like as women we feel like I have to do this thing and I have to do it myself and it's very and I think that thought and pressure is like what can keep people from taking any action whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean it did for me. I'm sure you have examples too <laughs> like better. it for years, like waiting to feel ready or, you know, feeling like it's weak to act, ask for help, or I don't want to bother people. I had so many, I mean, you name it, I had the excuse around it, but I just don't think that's how, how it's supposed to be. I really now see it from the other side where when, when you are, when you're, when you're leaning into an idea, a vision, that's so big, you couldn't possibly do it by yourself Again, it's like that same, that same example of like, when you feel super uncomfortable, that's how you know you're going in the right direction. If you can see your way to how you individually can make this thing come to life, I bet there's a bigger version of that vision that you're just not like allowing to come in or you're resisting in some way. Cause yeah, it feels kind of like uncomfortable for a lot of us to ask for help or allow support, Mm -hmm. but that's where the best stuff happens.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so true. Ah, I love you. I love talking to you about this I love stuff. love you. It's so <laughs> exciting. Um I can share in the show notes all the information about Powerhouse Women and where people can get their tickets. Um, but what are the dates of the event? Mm-hmm. Just so anybody listening can know.
1: Yeah, so it's on September 12th. It's just one day. Um, it's like a half day event. And what we're also doing, like to make it really accessible is, um, even if let's say you can't attend live, everyone who attends gets all the recordings. So you can go back and rewatch, or you can go back and experience it. Even if you're not able to be there live with us. Um, we just wanted to make, make it accessible to women who have never had the opportunity yet to be in the room and get to experience what a live event feels like, um, a live powerhouse women event feels like, but also, um, yeah just bring it to people who may not have the financial means or the physical means in this world that we're living in right now to get into a room like you know one of your events or one of our events because here's the deal if you, if you listen to Regina I know a little something about you you probably are someone who has a big dream for your life something you're working toward and if you feel stuck if you feel unsupported this is a little bit of tough love that you're not going to find the people who want to cheer you on and support you by just sitting by yourself. They're not going to come knock on your door. You have to put yourself out there. You have to put some skin in the game. And if you don't resonate with this event, no big deal. No, it does not hurt my feelings, but go find the thing that speaks to you because we really are not meant to do any of this alone. And I think that, um, you know, it's been interesting this year to watch women who, you know, maybe were stopped by price before or stopped by other factors, felt uncomfortable getting into a room. We literally eliminated all the barriers. So now the only excuse you have is, gonna, is going to force you to look internally. Like what resistance do you have to your own growth, to your own greatness that something you know, whether it's this event or or something else is put right in front of you, so accessible. And what is it that has you not say yes to yourself into that big idea? I mean, that's like some real truth right there. You got to be really willing to look within, but you know, there's no shortage now. There's so much online education available, virtual events available there's really just no excuses anymore to not there's get into freaking action. Literally,
0: there's literally no excuse. If anybody is list, just listen to what Lindsay said, and you're making excuses in your brain about this, you need to check it and you need to buy a ticket. I'll have, I'll have the link for the ticket information and everything in the show notes. But lens, where can everybody find you and connect with you? Where do you hang out on social media? Pimp yourself out.
1: Yeah. So I think like half the world, uh, usually hang out on Instagram. Um, you can find the powerhouse women account at powerhouse underscore women. And then my personal page is linked there too. Um, but yeah, there's a real human behind all of those, you know, beautiful social media photos. I'm usually not wearing makeup and I'm usually wearing a top knot. But, um, I truly love to make a real connection. So if you listen to this, if you loved it, if you love Regina, we'll clearly get along. So, um, send like an actual DM. Let's be, be let's be friends. Be besties.
0: Yeah. So much you, I just adore you. Thank you for being such a great inspiration to me for kicking my ass into action to starting this podcast
1: unknowingly. <laughs> I love that story so much. That's, that's going to be my claim to fame. When your podcast is the number one podcast in the world, it'll be like, well, you know, she almost didn't start it. Let me tell you. I you.
0: know. <laughs> Me and Tracy O'Malley inspired her to start that. So. <laughs> oh,
1: I just love you so much. And thank God you started a podcast because the world needs to hear more of you.
0: Thanks. And I'm excited to have you back post-Powerhouse. We can talk more about what's happening. We should yearly talk about like the things that have happened and changed in our business. (laughs)
1: Yeah, holy crap. I mean, seriously. Well, I am excited for that and just so grateful to have women like you in my life. Thank you, me too.
0: All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Lots of love, guys.